Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Joe, you know what movie I watched recently? What? Spider-Man 3. The Sam Raimi one. Oh, okay. And? It's fun. That's I good. like it. That's good. I, like I, I had a friend down from college, and so him, me, and my roommate, we all watched Spider-Man 3. Uh-huh. And we had fun. We had it's a fun movie. Good. I mean, I guess compared to some of the ones we've gotten since then, it's not bad. I think it is better than both the Amazing Spider-Man movies. That's fair. I'm also thinking of the majority of the X-Men movies and Fan-Fortastic. <laughs> you know, we've gotten some rough superhero movies. It gives me a new appreciation for the scene in um, Into the Spider-Verse where they make fun of um, Spider-Man 3. Oh, no, where he's, he's dancing. Yeah, right? he's like, I saved the city again and again and again and again, and then I uh, I did this. <laughs> Make sure I'm doing the dancing. He's like, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that. I haven't seen that movie probably since like a year after it came out. I feel like I've only seen that movie twice in my life. Maybe. Spider-Man 3? Yeah. I mean, I remember it enough, though. They had... It was... It was a... It was a mess at the end. I actually think the ending's the part that works the best. Oh, okay. Because I had Sandman, Sandman, Venom. Venom and Green Goblin. And Harry Osborn as New Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I thought the ending is, like, the part that actually works, though, when you have Sandman and Venom versus Spider-Man and New Goblin. Isn't it on a construction site? Yeah. And, like, Mary Jane is kidnapped again. Yeah. She's, like, about to be killed. That's what she... That's what she does. She gets kidnapped. In the movies, yeah. And then... And then Spider-Man put, like, these poles around the Venom guy and was... Yeah, because Venom can't stand, like, vibrations or, like, high-pitched frequencies. Right. I like the scene where, um, J. Jonah Jameson is outside of the construction site. A little girl is taking pictures with her camera. And he's like, hey, girl, hey, kid, do you want a job? Like, I'm ten. All right, how much for the camera? hundred bucks. A hundred bucks? <laughs> I think there's, like, this big, like, cool, like, thing that happens in the construction site, and he's like, alright, fine, hundred bucks. Is he takes the camera, he starts trying to take pictures, and, he, like, he opens it up, there's no film. She's like, oh, film's no. extra. <laughs> Isn't... Does, uh, who comes in that movie? Is it, um... Wow, why can't I think of her name? The other one. Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's on the stage, right? Yeah. They're having, like, a celebration for Spider-Man. He takes Gwen Stacy to the jazz club on oh. a date when he's, at, when he's like possessed by the Venom suit. Oh. When he's emo Peter Parker. Interesting. And Mary Jane doesn't like that, I'm, I'm guessing. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but they make up at the end, kind of, so it's fine. Okay. Well, that's good. And on that topic, on Spider-Man 3, we're going to switch to more... Yeah, yeah, Marvel we'll, news. Like, we'll get into... Our, our topic that we're supposed to be talking about, which is a 
an August roundup. roundup. Yeah. yeah, which we haven't done a roundup in, I feel like, since February. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like we're good about the roundups. What we're doing is sort of August roundup, mostly focused on the D23 Expo. Yeah. Sorry, I'm Joe. I'm Jack. I always forget that part. <laughs> Just ask again this week. Um, yeah, yeah, mostly focused on the D23 Expo because that's where a lot of the news came from. We covered San Diego Comic Con. That was, was that last one? Yeah. Mid July, I think. Oh, around, or a few weeks, or a week before D23? I don't remember. You went to Fan Expo Boston. I did. How was that? That was a lot of fun. I didn't do anything Marvel related. Oh, okay. Um, I met Peter Capaldi, my boy. Who is not in the MCU. He's not in the MCU yet. But I feel like you fan-casted him for something. I fan-casted Peter Capaldi for many things on this show. <laughs> no, see, he should be a Doctor Strange villain. Oh. But. Well, we're getting Nightmare in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right? Yeah, he, he can do it. Right now. He's yeah. got range. Yeah. Wait, is it the Multiverse of Madness or the Madness of the Multiverse? Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. What did I say? I think you said it right the first time, okay. and then you second-guessed yourself. Multiverse of Madness. Right? Yeah. Madness of the Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't sound right. In my head it does, but saying it out loud... Saying it out loud does not. I cannot speak. Um, cool. So where do you want to start? Um, you want to start with the... Well, I mean, want to start with the big news? Sure. Which was, uh... What do you think? No, I'll, 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 give, I'll give it to Black Panther. Black Panther was the big news. Oh, I would not say that was the biggest news. Big news, sure, but not the biggest news. Well, I mean, like, you know, there's, like, the hierarchy of, like, movies, TV shows, yeah, but most comics. The, but but the TV shows, like, dominated the D23. That's true, but... That's all the news that came out. And, like, Black Panther was just a little footnote. Boy, so... I committed to Black Panther, and we're gonna talk about Black Panther first. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so Black Panther 2 got a release date. Uh, which I did not look up when I started saying this. <laughs> As we reached for our phones at the same time. But I know it's 2022. Yep. But that's all we got from it. Just uh, the release date. And that Ryan Coogler is coming back. Oh, yes. Actually. Well, that's good. <laughs> 2022. May 6, 2022. That's exciting. They're giving Black Panther their May date. Yeah. Yeah. Their May dates were... That's when... Avengers movies. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be good. They have so long to plan for it. And they're gonna bring in so many new characters before then. You think? Oh, that's gonna be good. (laughs) I don't think it'll be an Avengers movie, but it could maybe be a Civil War type movie. Not the same plot, but where it wasn't an Avengers movie, but they had a bunch of characters. I really don't know what to expect from Black Panther 2, um, other than it'll be good. Or, I know this has been speculating a lot, and I, I, I want to take credit for it, because I put it on our Twitter, and then shortly after I heard everyone talking about it, is Namor in Black Panther 2. Yeah. I want to take credit for it, because I said, what if that line in Endgame, when Okoye says it's an underwater earthquake, we don't do anything about it. I posted something about, like, why would they put that line in there? Why is something so specific if it's not going to build up to Namor? Because that's universe building. That's what Marvel is so good at. Yeah. And then, shortly after I posted that, I, I started hearing the buzz about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I like Black Panther a lot when it first came out. Um, 
I don't know if I've watched it. No, I watched it again. I think I've seen it twice, and both times it was really good. Um, I'm happy they got Ryan Coogler back. I feel like that was—he's a a really talented director, and I feel like he really elevated that movie, made it something special. So yeah, I'm very excited to see what he does with uh, a sequel, especially now that he has like so much more goodwill with Marvel. They're essentially just going to let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, Marvel, I feel like, does that for all their directors now. <laughs> They're like, yeah, do whatever you want. Just Baggy's probably like, here's a general idea of where I want the MCU to go. <laughs> go from there. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I feel <laughs> like write a movie. I feel like uh, Age of Ultron gets a lot of crap. But I feel like that's kind of the movie that really shaped the MCU going forward. Because that was the one where Kevin Feige was like, we broke Joss Whedon because we were too... Uh, we were too meddling in this oh, thing. We're that's gonna right. do a more hands-off approach from here on out. Yeah, there were. Yeah, Age of Ultron tried to develop a lot of plot points going forward, and it was. You're right. It was like too much for, not just Joss Whedon, but for, the movie for any director. That's that's a good point. Um, Age of Ultron is a really good movie, though, and like after watching Black Panther, and seeing how this how the Black Panther suits vibranium kind of has a power set of its own, you see that in Ultron. Like, there's that part where Ultron is, or Captain America is chasing Ultron, and Ultron's on, like, the truck, and he moves his arm, and you see this blue streak, and then the pavement flies up. And watching it, it's like, like, okay, it's a superhero movie. People think like that happened. People do that. But then you see the same effects in Black Panther. I feel like a lot of Marvel movies have, like, gone back to retroactively make uh, uh, Age of Ultron better. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was Thor Ragnarok bringing back the, uh, hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know, I'd like to think that those effects were planned out, but it could just be a retroactive thing. Absolutely. Why not both? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Black Panther, do you want to move on to, uh, TV shows? Did we, real quick, did we get a logo for Black Panther, or was it just the Black Panther 2? I think it was just Black Panther 2. Do you think it's going to have a different title? Uh, I made the joke to my roommate that I didn't appreciate that it'll be called Black Panther 22, because it comes out in 22. Oh. Uh, I don't, I don't see it. Or like Black Panthers with a Z. Because, <laughs> you know, it's got to be hip. I don't. I don't know if it would have a title. I like it would make sense if it did because all Marvel trilogies have titles except for the Iron Man ones. Uh-huh. I don't know. It could be Black Panther Two. War of uh, War at Sea. I mean, yeah, Sea at War. Sea flip at it war. either way, because Namor, Rise of Namor. I don't know. And they bring you on as a uh, bio-marine. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they bring, you, bring you on as a, uh, a consultant. Yeah, a I can biology make... biology consultant. I can make the movie scientifically <laughs> accurate. Of course. We're, we ha- we're talking about vibranium and, you know, mutants. It's effects in the ocean. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and mutants and Atlantis, but definitely I'll go in there and be like... You know, what about the depth? <laughs> Can vibranium withstand the depth? <laughs> the pressure? <laughs> what about light? Like, light spectrums can't penetrate that, de- that, that deep. Only blue. 
It's like, oh, your suit's red, 20 feet below the surface? Sorry, that's not possible. <laughs> It'd be that thing, like, you know those, um, those YouTube videos, like, the everything's wrong with movies? Yeah. It would be like, they'd be trying to make a movie for, they'd be trying to make it for Black Panther 2, and they'd be like, nothing to comment on the scientific <laughs> accuracy of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is all rock solid. <laughs> I guess it would be like Captain Marvel, where there's no explanation. She just suddenly can breathe in space. Like, she's immune to the, the vacuum of space. Her head should be imploding. Well, she's, like, super powerful. Exactly. There's no explanation. And, like, the mask that she wears only covers her eyes. Uh-huh. Like, the bottom half of her face is still un- is still exposed to space. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's whatever. It's yeah, Captain Marvel. It. Yeah. It's Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. I guess. Go for it. Speaking of Captain Marvel. Yeah. WandaVision news. I thought you were going to do the other show. But, yeah, we can talk about WandaVision. Which other show? Well, I feel like oh, you're right. Wow. How did I not think of that connection? <laughs> right. No, I, I, I went to WandaVision. <laughs> we'll get to Miss Marvel in a little bit. Um, because Monica Rambeau is going to be in WandaVision. Oh, yeah, she is. Presumably as an adult. Yes, as an adult. Because we know Different who's playing actress. her. Yep. Yeah. Adult actress. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think she'll come in as Spectrum. Do you know anything about Spectrum? I, I know it's a very 80s Marvel character. Okay. I didn't know when she came in. But, like, all I know, I've seen her in a few recent Avengers books. Um, that one, No Road Home, I think, where all the Greek gods die and she's in there. I'm reading out Marvel Unlimited, so I'm, I'm only two issues in. But I'm yeah. like, hey, Spectrum is here. <laughs> anyway, her power set is about basically, like, energy itself, mm-hmm. like, uh, wavelengths. So she can turn into any sort of wavelength, is what I'm gathering. Like, she can turn into light, or radioactivity, or, like, gamma, like, any sort of wavelength, like, wavelength like that. So, my thought is that Scarlet Witch, she's insane. We're all guessing that she's insane for this episode, for this, um, uh, series and she okay so one of two things she either alters reality and like gives Monica Rambeau powers and Monica Rambeau's like oh look at this I can turn myself into energy which would go along well with Scarlet Witch's powers or maybe she gets blasted by an outburst of Scarlet Witch's reality manipulation and develops powers that way because I think that that fits. She can manipulate energy, and Scarlet Witch, like, uses the energy to change reality. Um. Okay, three things, actually. Okay. <laughs> second, second possibility that I'm thinking is Monica Rambeau maybe tried to follow in the footsteps of her mom, but goes into robotics uh, uh, something like that. So she tries to help Wanda recreate Vision, because Vision's a robot. Um, so maybe, cause I'm still thinking that in Infinity War, when Shuri was mapping or trying to, to, yeah, when she mapped Vision, she downloaded him. Mm-hmm. So they can just theoretically re-upload that thing to, like, a vibranium body, and it'll be Vision. So maybe she does that, but then she, like, gets electrocuted when she's trying to rebuild Vision, and then develops powers that way. Like, a little piece, like, Jarvis gets infused with, in her or something. Third, which I've said on the show before, 
is again, Monica Rambeau grew up, experienced the snap. Maybe she got snapped herself, or she just wanted to find out what happened and if she didn't get snapped. Plays around with cosmos energy, because, like, that's what the Infinity Stones are. Finds a way to give herself powers. Okay, that's three possibilities of how I think she'll get her powers in WandaVision. Okay. Now, another question. Do you think she'll already have powers in WandaVision? I really don't know what to expect from WandaVision. And honestly, I'm kind of happy about that. I also kind of want to go into, like, this show completely in the dark. Right. I I'm, feel like this is going to be a weird show. And I don't think we'll know a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited for it for that reason, too, but also just because it's Scarlet Witch. And really, if you listened to the show before, you know I'm a sucker for Scarlet Witch in the MCU. The 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 picture definitely had big vibes of, like, of the Tom King vision run. Yeah, that's the suburban one? Yeah. Well, that's the one where Vision creates a family for himself. Right. Um, and I know that's, like, suit up. Like, uh, like, I mean, I love Tom King. I haven't really read that. I haven't read that one all the way through, but I love his Batman series. Okay. Like, even though it's, it's DC. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, yeah, definitely, like, I'm excited about it. That's okay. We've talked about DC on here before. That's true. I kind of went on a whole tangent about Batman one episode, and I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> So, and I, they have also said that we're going to see the full range of Scarlet Witch's powers. I'm so excited for that. I wonder if they will also, again, retroactively somehow make her a mutant. Like, maybe Monica Rambeau finds an X-Gene, and she's like, with her energy power, she's like, hey, what's this? And then activates it more fully. Like, maybe the... What was it? The, the mind? St- mind what gave her her powers? Uh, whatever Loki had. The, the space stone. Uh, space stone? Right? Know. Okay. There's a lot of stones. So maybe the infinity stone... I sh- we should know this. <laughs> uh, maybe the infinity stone that gave her her powers, which... Right, I'm thinking it's the space stone, because that's the Tesseract. Uh, only activated some of her mutant powers... And then Monica Rambeau can be like, ooh, here's the X-Gene. Let's fully turn it on. And then Magneto literally springs into existence. Yes! <laughs> um, actually, I have a theory about how they're going to bring the mutants in. So remind me about that. Right. House of X and Powers of Ten. We'll save it for another time. No, no, we're talking about it soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, so we got the poster. And it's just Wanda and Vision sitting on a couch, laughing. Like old timey, old timey, looking up house, old timey yeah. clothes, like fifties. Exactly, very fifties. Yeah, but then did you see the shadows behind them? No. Oh, okay. So there are shadows on the wall, and it looks like horns. It's like behind the two people sitting on the couch. So what everyone's speculating is that we're gonna get the Scarlet Witch costume, mm-hmm. the classic one with that headdress. With the horns. Because the show is going to be weird. We know this. And after seeing the Eternals costumes and hearing about, like, Doctor Strange, we know Marvel's not afraid to go weird anymore. Yeah. The Thor movies lately. So we're going to get, like, a classic Scarlet Witch outfit, which is going to look completely ridiculous on the TV or, like, on the screen. Comic books, it's okay. Like, most... 
you know, like most costumes in comic books, it's okay. <laughs> but on the screen, it's going to look weird, and I'm here for it. They'll make it work. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, Eternals? Yep, Eternals. Uh, we saw their costumes. Yep. It's all blurry, though, so I mean, it's kind of hard to like really make out anything specific. Have you heard of Amazon's The Boys? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet, either. But those costumes looked exactly like the costumes from The Boys. Really didn't pick up on that. I thought they looked really similar. And not not in a bad way. They just looked similar. Mm-hmm. And, like, The Boys really took off, even though I haven't seen it yet. I, I know it has, like, a fan base now. Um, so, and, like, it looked good. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna look good. Because... For, for the boys, they really hyped up the superhero aspect, because that's the whole thing, like, corporate superheroes. So it, it fit. And with the Eternals, again, we know it's going to be weird. Just bring on the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bring in the costumes. There's the costumes, and a bigger news. We got Game of Thrones fans. We got, oh, we got someone to be excited yeah. about. It's officially announced Kit Harrington is joining the MCU. Yeah! Our boy Jon Snow. The Black Knight. So Appropriate. Appropriate, yeah. I feel a little bad for him, because now he might be ca- cast type forever. He's just, he's giving the people what he what they want, Joe. Except if you're in the MCU, you don't ever need another role. He does he does one thing, stoic like <laughs> stoic knight and he does it well. Just like, give the people what they want. Yeah, if you're in the MCU, you're gonna make so much money. They're going to develop such a huge fan base. They already and made so much money anyway. Seriously. And I feel like if the fans like you enough, you can just be like, hey, Marvel, put me in another movie. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's especially special because Richard Madden is also in that. He's going to be in Eternals. Who's that? Uh, he played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, right. Who is he playing? Do we know? Uh, I can't remember his character's name because I don't know the Eternals. But yeah, me neither. I just, I just know, got excited because him and uh, so Rob Stark and Jon Snow were meeting again. I keep seeing the Eternals on Marvel Unlimited and I'm like, eh, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but honestly, I'm the least excited for the Eternals. And I guess, again, not in a bad way. I'm still going to go see it. I'm really excited for it. It's just because I don't know anything about the Eternals that pales in comparison to what we're going to get for, like, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and WandaVision, which are the two I'm most excited for. It could be another, like, Guardians of the Galaxy thing, though. But on Earth. <laughs> no, just that, like, nobody knew, nobody knew who oh, they were, right. and it ended up becoming, like, one of their biggest properties. Yeah. Do you think they're going to try to make a trilogy out of it? Eternals 1, 2, and 3? I mean, that's probably always the goal. Right. I'm really interested to know how they're going to tie the Eternals into their greater MCU. Like, the first few minutes of the movie, are we going to get a background of them, like, watching them through time, watch half of them snap, then half of them reappear, and then the movie carries on from there? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have something. Probably easier to introduce the Eternals than it is to introduce mutants. Yes. And again, at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about House of X and House of Ten, and I'm going to theorize again how they're going to bring the mutants into the MCU. Alright. So we'll try to get there. So that when you want to move on to the other... The other TV shows? Three t- they announced three more Disney Plus TV shows there, which was really surprising. Yeah. So let's go with Ms. Marvel first. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel is Kamala Khan. 
She's an inhuman. I've read a few of her comics, actually. She's fun. They, I don't know. I get why people like it. They're not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. per se. Um, but I'm excited that, like, I'm excited she's going to be in the MCU. I know she's a character that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely be another groundbreaking social movement. Mm-hmm. Like Black Panther was. Um, I'm curious how she's going to get her powers. Because in the greater MCU, we had the Terrigen outbreak in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, or after Season 2, and into Season 3. Then we had the Inhumans TV show, which only... which really should have been an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff, but wasn't. And we got one line from Medusa, I think, and she was like, yeah, the waters are still contaminated on Earth. Because that's how the Terrigen got into the Earth. Um, that was supposed to be, if you're familiar at all with the comics, the Terrigen Cloud was sweeping through Earth, and everyone had touched with it, with inhuman DNA, it would they'd go through Terrigenesis and turn into an inhuman, mm. uh, which was later stopped by the X-Men, because it turned out that this new, like, isotope of Terrigen killed mutants. We got Inhumans versus X-Men. It was... It had greater implications for future X-Men stories. I'll say that. It wasn't bad. I'm not talking about that right now. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Ms. Marvel, being an inhuman. So, since that happened so long ago, in the MCU timescale, or timeline, I'm wondering how she's going to get her powers. Um, yeah, I feel like they're definitely not going to do the, going to try to connect it to Inhumans because they try to pretend Inhumans never happened. Yeah. Like we all do. Um, I don't know. I'd be fine if she just, like, randomly got her powers somehow. I feel like that's not the most, I feel like it's not important in the long run. Really? I guess for the MCU, it's not. I would, I'd still like it if she was an Inhuman. Um. I think that's really important to her character. All the places I've seen her in the comics, she's very tied to the Inhuman history and culture. And even when, even during Inhumans vs. X-Men, the Inhumans called on, you know, the, the Earth Inhumans. And it was Kamala Khan, and she answered the call immediately. She's like, oh, I gotta go protect my family. It was only later on that she started to realize, like, wait, Whose side should we be on? Because the X-Men are dying. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about Inhumans vs. X-Men right it now. It kind of feels to, like you are, though. I know, I need to backtrack a little <laughs> bit. So, I really hope that she still has her Inhuman background. I, I don't know. I hope... I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. Although, I'm more excited about the She-Hulk, She-Hulk? TV show. Yes. TV show. I don't... I think I'm most excited for She-Hulk, too. Oh yeah, I like She-Hulk a lot. So a cool character. We, I posted on Twitter, Fancast Friday, and I told Jack about it. And it turns out that we have the same fancast. We do, which is so exciting. <laughs> and you know, I feel like we've talked about it on the show before. Have we? We've definitely mentioned this person as yeah. She-Hulk. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past us. Go ahead. You want to say who it is? Yeah. You want to say it together? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Eliza Dushku as She-Hulk. Yeah. I don't know why this is so perfect. I want it. Well, what is it? She's a badass. 
She can kick butt. She's a good actress. She looks like Jennifer Walters. She does. She she can play like lawyer, but she can also play like tough person who kicks butt. Yeah. I mean, she's been she's been Faith. You ever, you've seen Dollhouse, right? Yep. She's really good in Dollhouse. Yes. And she plays like a bunch of different characters. In and exactly. She. I was going to say she played like a hundred different characters. Well, she should have played. They should have made a hundred episodes, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Welcome to Dollhouse Therapy Group. <laughs> Dollhouse is really good. Only two seasons. Yeah. So underrated. Um, so Eliza Dushku. And I was thinking, you've said this in the show before, Marvel is really good at taking people just in the cusp of fame and bring, bring them into the limelight. And yeah, she's already famous, but she hasn't really been in a huge role lately. She's like she's like one of those like culty famous people. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, like the Buffy fan base really likes her. So it's perfect for the MCU. Yeah. Someone who's known but not overly known and is gonna just I, I I'm speechless. I I'm, I get so excited with her. <laughs> I also couldn't think of the phrase I was going for. Just make it happen, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Do this. Eliza Dishko or She Hulk. I'm pretty sure she voiced for She-Hulk at one point. Yeah, she has. For a TV show? A cartoon. A cartoon. Not a game, but a cartoon. Cartoon. Okay. So, yeah. And, like, and Marvel's done this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They took Chloe Bennett, and Chloe Bennett voiced for Quake and Marvel Rising, which is an animated movie. Um, Dove Cameron was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then voiced Spider-Gwen, I believe. In Marvel Rising, Ming Na Wen, I think, has voiced something. Mulan. No, not Mulan. I mean, yes, Mulan, but no, maybe I was thinking Agent May appeared somewhere, but I think I just dreamed that. Uh, hey, Ming Na Wen. Yeah. As Clark Gregg called her, the Mulan DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Clark Gregg. This, what a guy. Yeah, so Mingna Wen has been cast in The Mandalorian, which is the Star Wars show that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus as soon as it airs drops, or yeah. drops. Um, awesome. I it would be awesome to see Mingna Wen wield a lightsaber. <laughs> in The Mandalorian, I don't know if we would get many Jedi. It doesn't feel like it's a Jedi kind of thing. So maybe more spy espionage. And that's Agent May. <laughs> uh. Okay, if they wanted to do the Marvel Star Wars crossover with Agent May, you'd be perfectly okay with that. Uh. I've said before that like a crossover between the two would be a little like Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy would be a little weird, but no. If it's Melinda May, <laughs> full steam ahead. Go for it. Uh. <laughs> May- Melinda May becomes a Jedi. Yes. Please. Not just for the MCU. Like, if they wanted to cross over in any format with Melinda May, <laughs> go for it. So Melinda, I mean, uh, Mayna Wen just became a Disney legend, which I admit I hadn't really heard of that title before. What is that? She? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, I really don't know. But it's just someone who's, it's like getting your Hollywood star fame. But for Disney. Okay. So Disney's recognized her as being such an integral part of Disney culture that they've 
given her the title of Disney legend. That's nice. So she's been a Disney princess, Mulan. Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I guess. I guess you call like any animated female Disney character a Disney princess. I think she's a princess. So she's been a Disney princess. She has been in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and now she's in Star Wars. That's like the Disney trifecta. Yeah. And she just has to do a Pixar movie. Yeah. But that's not as important. <laughs> like, Disney Princess, Marvel, and Star Wars. Yeah. Those are the big three. So that's exciting. Good for her. If Mingna Wen, if you're ever, if you're listening, if you ever want to come on our show, <laughs> we welcome you. I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you seem like a really cool person. So. She is cool. I met her. Actually, I met her... We were going to take a picture with her, and we weren't supposed to, but she was so nice to her fans, that she was like, yeah, come on back. <laughs> we took a picture with her. That picture was four years ago. Three? Three or four? Four years ago now. I've changed a lot. <laughs> I look like I'm 12 in that picture. Might be on her Instagram. Go check out her Instagram. That picture might be there. It might not be, but I think it's one of like the first things I posted. Anyway, Ming Nguyen's awesome. Clark Gregg is awesome. WandaVision's gonna be awesome. Eliza Dishku as She-Hulk? Would be awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> so, there was one more TV show that yep. was announced. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I know nothing about Moon Knight. Okay, I know a little bit about Moon Knight. Um, I also know that fans have been clamoring for Moon Knight, like on a Netflix show, forever. To the point where... I thought that they were going to universe build for him in one of the TV shows. In New York City, someone's like, oh, did you hear about the architect who just got back from Egypt? Moon Knight. Because that's all I know about Moon Knight. He was an architect in Egypt. He got possessed by some Egyptian god. He's also, I think he has schizophrenia. And he, he is a crime fighter. That's about all I know of him. He has a staff. Ooh, right? I think he's a staff. So he's like a gambit without the kinetic powers. But instead with an Egyptian god possessing him. We're gonna go with that. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm I sure think, all these shows will be good. Yeah. This, I, it's kind of random to me that they bring in Moon Knight. But I'm, I'm here for it. People. Fans want him. Yeah. I am here for it. Fans have wanted him for a long time. What else? We got She-Hulk, WandaVision, Eternals. Oh, so the only thing left to talk about... Ready? House of X and Powers of Ten. Okay, go for it, Joe. This is an August roundup, Jack. This happened in August. I just haven't been... I, I, I just haven't been reading it, so I don't know what's happening here. Oh, I'll let you borrow them. Because... I don't buy comic books because I have no money, but I've been actually shelling out the five or six dollars a week for this series because they hyped it up so much. They made it seem like it was such a monumental comic arc that, and it's X Men, so yeah, I did it. So House of X is I'm gonna go into a little spoilery talk. I, yeah, I don't know any way around it. So, uh, what happens in House of X and Powers of Ten, if you're not reading, 
they are a joint series. Two different, um, like, titles, but it's basically the same story, and they alternate weeks. And the story is that Moira McTaggart, who has long been a geneticist for for mutant kind, like a mutant kind advocate, um, but never mutant herself, turns out she is a mutant. It has been for longer than any other X-Men, because her power is reincarnation. She gets ten lives, hence the powers of ten title. And so each life, she's tried to... Um, like, she started off trying to eradicate the... Find a cure for the X-Gene, because she was a mutant herself, and she was like, I don't want this. Why, do I, why am I cursed to keep living my life over and over again? Um, only she got stopped by Mystique and the Brotherhood, and that was pretty gruesome. So after that, she started developing her lives to saving mutant kind. And that's where we get things like um, Age of Apocalypse. Like she, The way I view it is that her lives created all these alternate timelines, like the Age of Apocalypse. Um, she helped guide like Utopia, Genosha, like any major X-Men event was one of her lives. That's how I'm viewing it. Um, so like for everyone else, the time stream continued, but she just happened to appear in different lives and change the course of history at the time. That's how I view it. I don't know if it's, if that's right. So that being said, my theory is that this series is coming out a few years before the X-Men are going to go into the MCU so that it sets up how the X-Men can come in, can come into the MCU. Oh boy. So that, that way it'll be like, oh, Hey, like with WandaVision, it'll be like, oh, Hey, they're basing it off of Tom King's run. This way it'll be like, oh, Hey, they're basing it off of, Jonathan Hickman's run, instead of saying, oh, they're creating this event just for the MCU, or something, like, really coincidental like that, they're spacing it out well enough that it will be okay. My theory, then, is that the Fox universe, they're going to keep that continuity, but those will have been Moira's lives. And so, like, X-Men 1 and 2 would be one of her lives. X-Men 3 would have been another life where maybe she went to... Like, The Cure. She was in that movie. So, perfect. She died in that movie. Oh my gosh, she died <laughs> in that movie! Um, and then other lives would be Days of Future Past. So she... In that life, the Sentinels took over. First class... Uh, that could be two lives, one where Mystique killed Bolivar Trask, one where she didn't. And then another of Moira's lives could be the Dark Phoenix storyline. So, Moira's, Moira's tenth life could be her trying to, her going to Xavier and Magneto and being like, look, we need to hold off forming the X-Men until after Thanos. And all my lives has always happened, so we're going to form the X-Men after. <laughs> Um, or the, the X-Men have, in her 10th life, they have this Krakowin, um, island sanctuary for mutants, so it could always be that she said to Xavier and, and Magneto, Thanos is coming, he's coming all my lives, so we need to take all the X-Men, all the mutants, and hide them away. And then that nicely sets up the X-Men and mutants in general, to come into the MCU at this time. Like, it would explain why they've been absent for, I don't know, like 15 years at that point when the X-Men finally come in, or like 20 years. 
Does that make any sense for to someone who hasn't read it? No. Ugh. No, I, I, <laughs> I tried. Oh, maybe I'll read it. But what do you think? I would be. I, I would give you so much credit if that if that happened. <laughs> I I did post that on Twitter. I know a few people said like, "Oh yeah, I was thinking that too." So I think people are would be on board. Mm-hmm. It would it would make sense. Because the X-Men originated in the 60s, and if you want to go to the very beginning, it's going to have a 60s vibe. Like, I just don't see it any other way. Um, so unless you wanted to start them with adults, which honestly I'd be fine either way. But it just, I can't think of a better way to introduce the X-Men and explain why they're coming in now into the MCU. So, Yes. House of X and Powers of Ten, pretty good. I like House of X more than Powers of Ten, but I'm still reading them. Powers of Ten is confusing me, but not enough that I'm like I, that I'm not reading it. <laughs> all right, is that any anything else? Uh, no, that's all I had. Cool. That has been our August roundup, focusing on the D23 Expo, and basically House of X and Powers of Ten. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that didn't come out of D23. Oh, here's one more thing, if you stuck around to the very end. Our poster contest is still going on. And I know we got a lot of attention, but no one followed the rules. <laughs> because I posted on Instagram and Twitter the picture of the poster. We're, so, to back up a little bit, we're raffling off a poster. It's a picture of the Nano Gauntlet. Um, it was like a limited edition endgame type poster that I got a hold of. So it's Nano Gauntlet, it says We Love You 3000, it's a really nice memorabilia thing for Avengers Endgame. If you want this poster, we're going to send it to you in a raffle. So what you do is go to our Instagram or Twitter, it's posted on both places, and put in the comments of that post, you just tag two of your friends who you think would be interested in our page, in our podcast, Uh, just tag them in the comments. And then you'll we'll see that, and you will automatically be entered into the raffle for this poster. A lot of people have liked it, which is great. I'm so thrilled that you were excited about the poster and the posts and our podcast. But you do need to comment and tag two friends who you think would like the podcast. This is a, this is a promotional event for us, where you get something out of it too. So go do that. I'll repost the images too on Twitter and Instagram. So. That being said, find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Ish, we don't use the Facebook, but we have one. We do. <laughs> we use it occasionally. And you can also email us at marveltherapygroup at gmail.com. Very easy to remember. Everyone has a Gmail, basically, and it's our podcast's name, Marvel Marvel Therapy Group at gmail.com. So contact us if you have any questions. If you have any ideas for episodes, if you want us to talk about a certain topic, or want us to call you out, whatever. Alright. Is that it? Yeah, your cat just entered the room, so I feel like that. Is that that the cue to wrap up? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Should I put a picture of Pepper on Instagram next? I feel like people like the the animal picture, so go for it. Okay. I'll put a picture of Pepper on the Instagram. Pepper's my cat. And uh, just as always, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session. 